0: and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Well, first things first, I want to wish you a happy new year. Welcome to 2017. I hope you had an incredible holiday and you really got the chance to rest, to relax, to spend time doing all of the things that you love to do. I always love the period between Christmas and New Year's because everything shuts down. And so it's a really great time to be offline, to be completely guilt free, and to really get a chance to reflect on the previous year all the highs, the lows, the things that worked out really well, and the things that totally bombed. So here's a look at what we're going to learn today in this episode. First, we're going to talk about how important it is to set goals for the new year. In our second segment, I'm going to give you three important tips to remember if you're thinking about making an investment this year in some sort of course or program. And then in our third segment, I'm going to tell you how you can guarantee demand for your product or service. But first, I want to start with a story. My story today is one of my favorites, it's a gem, and I think it really illustrates the battle between the head and the heart. So it happened many years ago at a really big conference, and the focus of this conference was personal development. And there was a lot of really great motivational speakers, there were lots of great authors, And one of the really cool things that they did was have the authors available in between sessions for book signings. So you could get the chance to meet them, have your picture taken with them, have your book signed, whatever it is that you wanted. And so driven in part by convenience and also part to be strategic, right, because they're running a business. They also had a bookstore on site available inside the conference so you could buy you know, copy of one of the author's books and then have it signed. So during this conference, there's a really big name author giving his keynote to kick off and open the conference. And I was at the conference on my own, but I was sitting beside these two really lovely ladies and I had the chance to chat with them before we started off the session while we were waiting for this keynote speaker to start and they were huge fans of his. I've always admired him and read many of his books, but they were massive raving fans, and they were practically bouncing in their chairs just waiting for him to take the stage. And let me just say that they were not disappointed. He is really a masterful public speaker and so completely relatable that he just has this ability to tell stories that are inspiring. During one of his talks, he made a few references to different projects that he was working on. And one of them was a book that he had just co-authored. The other one was to an audio series that he just completed. Now, something really funny started to happen in the audience while he was speaking. As usually happens during a really long talk, You know, the odd person has to get up and go use the washroom, right? That's completely normal. It's never fun. You never want to get up and leave and be rude. But, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. There's no sense in sitting there and being distracted. But that wasn't what was going on here. Oh, no. People were getting up during the middle of this person's talk to go out to the bookstore to buy the book or the CD that he was talking about. And then they'd come back in and sit down to watch the rest of his talk. And what happened was that this started off a whole chain effect of people seeing others go out to buy something and then come back in. And then they started to get anxious about it. And then they felt like they had to go out and buy it. And it started to get completely ridiculous with so many people leaving to go outside and buy a book or a product. Then my new friends sitting beside me started to whisper to each other. Because when it first started to happen, all I could think was, how rude. But then as more and more people did it, it started to shift the energy and people started to get anxious. They were worried that this book that they wanted might get sold out. Even though they could go and buy it online after the conference, they had to have it right then and right there. And I have to admit, I remember feeling very mixed emotions during that talk because as much as I understand how badly sometimes that you really want something, especially a book by one of your favorite authors, I totally get it. I've been there. I know the temptation and I think books are amazing. They're one of my biggest weaknesses for sure. You know I love reading, right? But I also felt really frustrated because not only was it distracting to see all these people frantically leaving this talk to go out and buy whatever product he just casually mentioned, I felt sad because they weren't being present to watch him live in person, which is a really rare occurrence. I mean, you can buy a book from an author any old time online, but here he is in front of you, live in the flesh, giving you the opportunity to really connect heart to heart with Him. And you've missed out because you have this urgency to leave the room and go buy something. And when I tell this story, I can't help but think how similar it is to these days when you attend a conference or a show. We don't watch it live anymore. We just all put up our phones and we film it and then we watch it later, which I totally get. But we pay a price for this, don't we? And the price that we pay is being present in the moment of experiencing it, to bond and to share and experience with those who are around us. So I share this conference story, not to point fingers, because, you know, hey, I'm a career marketer. My mission has always been to create demand, and I would have considered that scenario of people trickling out of the keynote to go buy something, probably a great opportunity or example of creating demand. But... Also, I think that there was a part of me that got really wrapped up into the anxiousness of the situation, and I actually contemplated leaving too. So I get it. I know what it's like to want something badly. I do. But instead, I share this story because I think it's a perfect illustration to understand how and when to differentiate between the head and the heart. Because both the head and the heart wanted the book but the heart guides you to be present and to experience every second that you can listening to this inspirational keynote. And the head convinces you that it's more important to run anxiously out to the bookstore, miss the keynote, buy the book that you'll read later on to find out what you could have heard and experienced in person. All right, I want to start off by saying thank you to those of you who took goal setting for entrepreneurs with me, either taking it live during the session, loved having you guys there, or for those of you who took the on-demand version of the course over the holidays in your own time. I am so proud of you for making yourself and your business a priority, and I know it's a lot of work to do to go through all that content, but trust me you will be grateful that you did because you cannot be successful unless you have goals and you will not achieve your goals unless you're focused and strategic in setting them what i particularly love about this course is the implementing phase and deciding on the behaviors needed to make sure that you succeed because if you go into this new year doing things exactly like you did in 2016 it's going to be really hard to see different results. We all know that goals that we track and measure and are accountable for are always more successful than those that we leave to chance. And John Assereff says that goals are 42% more likely to be achieved if you simply write them down. Seriously, if that doesn't inspire you to jump on the goal-setting bandwagon, then I don't know what possibly could. Goals are 42% more likely to be achieved if you simply write them down. Now, if you didn't get the chance to take the course over the holidays, it will be available for another week or so. So simply head over to thecorporateyogi.com slash goals, or if you know someone in your network who hasn't set goals for the year, who's frantically running around without focus and clarity, then please tell them about this course. They can download the link at thecorporateyogi.com slash goals. It's completely free, and there are five instructional videos where I walk you through the entire course, and there's a workbook that guides you through step-by-step each section of the course and you can download that at thecorporateyogi.com slash goals now since this is our first episode of 2017 i know that many of you are thinking about your new goals and that might include new projects that you really want to start now this could be either making an investment to take a new course or some training or i know for some of you It's specific to wanting to launch your own program or your own course for your business. And this is exactly what I wanna talk to you about today. For those of you who are thinking about investing in a program or taking a course, I have three great tips for you on how to do this. And for those of you who are at the point in your business where you wanna build your own program, then I'm going to share a strategy to show you how to guarantee demand for your product or service, which is really, really important to know before you get started, please. So let's take a segment to look at each one of these. First up, I want to talk about making an investment in a new course or some form of training. So it's a brand new year and many of us have a goal of growth. And often that requires us learning new skills or taking new training. Now, this is a great time of the year for you to focus on something new that you want. There's often a lot of new programs that kick off for the new year. I know that for me, I'm actually running new sessions for two of my programs. I have Retreat Leader Training kicking off on January 9th, and then I have my new Mastermind Groups kicking off in February. And to promote those, I'm actually offering everyone in my community a gift card worth $100 that can be used towards either one of those group programs. So keep your eyes and ears open. If there's any programs that you've wanted to take for a while, check to see if there is any special promotion or some special offer running right now before you sign up for it. So I wanna share three tips with you To help you make the right investment in learning before you sign up for a new program or a course tip number one ask yourself is this training really necessary now I know this seems a little bit obvious but it's an important question to ask yourself here's why and I've observed this a lot lately with entrepreneurs and To be perfectly transparent, which you know I love to do, it's not really in my best interest to share this tip because I'm telling you to question whether you should actually invest in a training program or not. But it's really important that I bring this up and here's why. Investing in too many programs can sometimes be a stalling tactic by guess who? By our good friend, the saboteur, Our saboteurs can sometimes tell us that if we just take this one more course, then I'll be ready to take action and get started. And we think that one more course will give us great knowledge, yes, but we don't feel actually confident when we finish taking it to really move forward and get started. But we've just invested all this money, and we thought it was going to make us feel confident to move forward. And so now, instead of feeling guilty about not taking action, now we feel doubly guilty because we haven't taken action and we've just invested all this money. And the reason why it doesn't make us feel more confident is because, you know why, there's no such thing as the confidence fairy. Confidence cannot be acquired through magical fairy dust. It comes from taking action from taking action, from taking action. Confidence comes from taking action. Courses are great and I want you to learn as much as possible, I really, really do. But I also want you to make sure that you're taking action at the same time to move the business forward. Don't keep investing money in courses if you're not actually running your business. So. Be really honest with yourself before you sign up and ask yourself, am I skilled enough and ready to help people now? Yes or no. And then you'll know whether this training is really necessary or not. And the other tough question to ask yourself is this, and I apologize, this one might sting a little bit, but ask yourself, do I have any programs or courses that I've signed up for, but I haven't finished the content? This is always a red flag that your saboteur is guiding you to make a decision because saboteurs don't always make good purchasing decisions. They entice us to buy things for the wrong reasons sometimes. So be honest with yourself and you'll find the right answer. It's deep in your heart, I promise. Remember my story in the intro about the book, well, this is a perfect example of being so wrapped up in the having that we know that our saboteur is driving. So in my example, I talked about being at that conference and seeing people run and leave the room because their head was driving the show instead of their heart. Tip number two, find out if it delivers results. Now we all know that testimonials and references are really important for a business. And this also applies to programs or courses. If you're about to invest in a course or program, part of your research needs to be finding out what other people are saying about it. Talk to people who've taken it. Did they get the results they wanted? Were they happy with their results? You can always ask someone for testimonials or references Or you can even ask to someone who's currently taking the course or has taken it in the past. This will help you understand what kind of people are drawn to take the course, and also if they're getting the results that they wanted. And tip number three, do your competitive research. And this tip also applies to really any investment that you make. But really take time to look at comparable products, See what other people are offering and how it stacks up. Look at things like price and value and deliverables. How much FaceTime are you gonna get? What kind of opportunities do you get to interact with other people? Is there an opportunity to be part of a community? These are all really important things to know and to research before you make a purchase. My personal approach is Always to research at least three different products or options to see how they compare to each other, how they stack up. And then I typically make my decision after that. Okay, so those are your three tips to make sure that you're making the right investment in a program or a course. I'll go through them right now for you one more time. First, ask yourself if this training is really necessary. Remember, we're trying to eke out those saboteurs two find out if it delivers results and three do your competitive research in this segment i want to tell you how to guarantee demand for your product or service and for those of you who want to build your own program or online course, then I want you to pay extra special attention right now because this is really, really important to know before you get started. When I share this tip, you're going to smile and you're going to say, yeah, I know, Julie, because I'm just reminding you, we've talked about this in the past, but in the moment when you're ready to build, you might get so totally wrapped up and distracted that you skip over the chance to guarantee demand for your product or service so here it is i want you to validate your product or program before you build it i read this great stat the other day that said that it takes on average 120 hours to create an online program 120 hours i don't know about you but i do not have a spare 120 hours to invest in something before i know that it's going to work so Validation is such an important part of the process. I know with Retreat U, I teach a five step process to everyone who takes the course, and I share the five steps in very specific detail. I can share them with you right now. They are visioneering, validating, creating, marketing, and selling. And if you don't really understand what validating is, that's okay, I'm gonna explain it to you right now. It's where you take a certain segment of your community, you just go out and ask a bunch of people that are potential prospects to buy something from you, and you explain what it is that you want to create and build. And then you ask them if this is something that they're interested in buying, and also how much would they pay for it. Now, I feel like a bit of a broken record because I run a free webinar every Thursday for Retreat You. And I teach this five-step process to people, and I walk them through validating very clearly about how they do it and why they need to do it. So I'm going to use this (laughs) retreat example because it's a really obvious one for me, and I use it all the time. So to validate your retreat, you don't need to tell a bunch of people that you're thinking about running a retreat and then see if it's a good idea. I want you to be more specific than that. I want you to tell them where it's going to be, when it's going to be, and how much it's going to cost. And now we do this for a couple of reasons because what we have in our head of what we think we want to offer sometimes doesn't match up with what other people might want. So we have to find out that information before we start to try to sell it. Now, it also is really important validating because it gives you the chance to feel into what it's going to be like to sell a retreat. Because sadly, until you have the brand recognition of Oprah or Tony Robbins, you cannot just build it and have people come. My dose of tough love for the day. Retreats do not sell themselves. You have to go out and you have to sell them. As with anything when you're first starting out. And so when you do your validation, remember to be specific about price. Don't just ask people if they think it's a good idea. Of course it's a good idea. These are people who know you. They want to give you unconditional support to move forward with your vision. But when you validate, I want you to get more than just unconditional support or cheerleading from your friends. I want you to find out whether people are actually willing to pay money for something that you want to create. There's a very big difference between the two. Also, when you validate, be sure to write out a formula and share it with someone, really make it conscious, before you start out. And this is deciding what your hypothesis is gonna be. So you might ask X number of people and Y number of people have to say yes in order for you to validate positive and move forward. Because once you start having conversations with people, you will lose perspective and with all your saboteurs going on and all the comparison and the judging, then it's going to be pretty challenging for you to make a very non-emotional decision. So decide what that is going to be, the yay and the nay before you get started. Okay. So that's your tip to guarantee demand for your product or service. Validate, validate, validate. You will learn so much, I promise. And trust me, I'm not trying to be the fun police here. I would never be the fun police. Because I know that when you receive inspired action, when you receive guidance to do something, that means 100% that you are supposed to do that. But here's the caveat. We don't know the specifics. We don't know when, we don't know where, and we don't know how. So those variables are the things that we do have to figure out. And we do that by validating and you will be surprised how much of an impact it will make just to tweak a few of the variables on what you want to create. It might be price. It might be timing or location or how you offer things to people just to make it a little bit more desirable to the most amount of people. Remember, this isn't about us. We're never doing this for us. We're here to build communities, and we are here to serve others to the best of our ability. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on how to guarantee demand for your product or service. I hope you enjoyed the tips on how to make the right investment in a course or program, And watch your email today to receive your $100 gift card that can be used towards any of my group programs that you book in January. Retreat U training starts January 9th and our new mastermind groups start in February. So both of these programs are ideal for entrepreneurs and they are a very inexpensive way to work with me. So you get to be part of our private Facebook group. You also get to meet the most amazing people when you're part of one of these programs. So let me know if you have any questions about either one of them. And I have also a few intensive coaching sessions available in January. If you want to check in on any of your goals or talk about an action plan, or if you want to coach directly with me, then let me know. I have a few different options available. So all you need to do is just head over to my website, book a free consult with me. We can have a quick chat and figure out whether any of those are a good fit for you. So head over to thecorporateyogi.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.